Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome. Welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am your host today, Thalia Williams, and we have in our studio Mr. Ty Washington of S.A. Waterman. And if I'm incorrect, please correct me as you Yeah, introduce. so the actual name of my company is The Waterman. Mm. However, when I got into the industry, um, I, I used my Ty, my, my, my name, um, and people started to call me Ty the Water Guy. Mm. A whole nother story. But continue your, but the name of my company is actually The Water Man. The Water Man. And you're based here in San Antonio, correct? Yes, correct. So how long have you been in business, Ty? I have now personally been in the water treatment industry for about 11 years. My business partner has been in the industry for over 35 years. I call him the Moses of Water. He is, you know, when it comes to the aspect of, you know, the service repairing, he hasn't been much of the sales person but uh the service repair you know he's worked for all of the major our major competitors i won't call anybody's name but all of our major competitors around town uh, through his career um but so we came together and we've existed together for probably about seven years now um prior to that we were both he was doing the service repair on you know for his thing and i was you know had a sales company so we came together and created, you know, a synergy that um, we've been blessed. Wonderful, wonderful. So what exactly is the water guy? You mentioned the industry. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that specifically. So we know we live in an area, um, and I'm going to talk about San Antonio specifically. We're listed as one of the hardest water areas in the country. That being every pe- everybody knows about, you know, lime scale, hard water, those things um, where the minerals in the water, the calcium, the magnesium in the water um, create a um, an adverse effect on your plumbing and appliances. You know, we have an aquifer, but the municipality is not responsible for removing the minerals. You know, they do a a thing uh, where they do treat the water, but it's to lower the contaminants level in the water. Um, but the water specifically here has to do with the, um, um, the mineral content, how high or low it is. And we're on the higher end. Um, our chart goes to that they give us from the water quality awareness association. I think the highest it goes is 10.5 is so what they call extremely hard water. Well, mostly everywhere where I test in the San Antonio area, typically test between 14 and 22. Oh, that's excessively so high. We're, we're off the charts. <laughs> Literally. Just to give you, you know, a little, you know, something to think about. Um, so that's how I, you know, the, the water guy is, you know, um, there's another story to that story, but 
That's what that is. Okay. All right. So now you say you've been in business seven years with your partner. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about some of those ups and downs, some of the hustle, juggle, and struggle you've had. How were you received when you first got into the industry? <laughs> um, I've been received well. And, and here, here, here's my, my personal claim to fame. I have a passion for education. So I have one, always wanted to be, you know, not a salesperson, but I like the, the motto of, uh, even when I train my guys to be an educator and not a salesperson, the byproduct of you articulating, you know, the educational part of what a, what water treatment is, you know, how it all works, that's more beneficial than trying to sell and look at the sale as the byproduct of you doing your job as the educator. Like I just learned that we are off the charts when it comes to water hardness. Yeah, most people pe- people know our water is the water here is bad. They don't know how bad it is um, until you know you actually can have some some uh, analysis done um, on the water quality coming into your home, and you know, so on on city water is not as you know it's bad, but not sometimes as bad as we're dealing with well water which is a whole nother conversation. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. So I've been, you know, for our method, you know, your question about, you know, how we, we you know, I've been received. I personally made a, um, a mission to not be a sales guy, but to be the educator guy. Okay. All right. So now tell me some of the challenges that your, your company has had, and we won't even discuss just during the pandemic. We'll just say overall since its mm-hmm. existence. What has some of the challenges you've encountered? And give us an example. So some of my, you know, the, the challenges being because we're, you know, the, the market is saturated, for lack of a better term, with um, alleged water treatment specialists. So they at times can can muddy up the water uh, for an opportunity for you because, and then on, on – um, on the internet or um, Google is, is can be sometimes our best friend or our worst enemy because people who want to go out there and research. So the, the downfall is uh, or challenges people have read all of this misinformation about, you know, what water period water softeners or, you know, different types of equipment that's in the industry and people put out all types of stuff. Some of it is, legit and some of it is is bogus and trying to you know find that happy median for a customer um to get them to understand because by the time you get in front of them they know more than you do or you know they think they do and now you're trying to fight through what's real and what's not and you know to to educate them to convince you that you're the expert and what they read online was bogus. Mm-hmm. So that's been um, probably some of our biggest hurdle, and not on the the repair side as much, but uh, on the the new sales side because everybody, you know, Google, everybody they're googling everything. Yeah, that's the new verb. That's the <laughs> everything. So by the time you get the opportunity to talk, they they know or feel that they know just as much as you. Just well, if you knew as much as I do. Won't you just call the manufacturer and have them to, you know, create your own specs and have them send you the equipment if it was just that easy? Correct. Um, so that would be my um, 
as far as challenge is dealing with the, the, the Googlers out there who, who, who get misinformation. So, you know, you said, you know, I had the challenge and we over had to overcome it. We deal with it all the time. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed even in the pandemic. Um, we haven't experienced, um, as much loss as some companies, uh, you know, we've been blessed, you know, and, and even in the pandemic, but just still where, you know, customers have called in and, and Googled water softeners and, you know, we pop up in the high ranking or whatever, um, in their, their, their quest for information. Um, and then, uh, you book an appointment and, um, the conversation goes like this. Well, you know, I've been doing some research and found that, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, system is better than, you know, ABC, ABC. and, then I'm listening to their rationale, and I'm saying what you're there. They're the same equipment from the same manufacturer. They just have different labels on them. And they go, oh. Yeah, the same equipment, just different labels. But there's this misinformation comparing, you know, the ABC to the XYZ system. They're the same. They just have a different label on them. So helping them to understand, you know, Breaking that down, like okay, so he, he, here's where 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 it gets gets muddy. That in water treatment, helping them to understand they're two different technologies. So if you're going to really do research and compare uh, apples to apples and not apples to oranges, technology is what you should be looking at. Water treatment has evolved from just being uh, what everybody knows as a traditional system um, that just removes the chemicals, or not the chemicals, but the um, the hardness from the water. Water softeners now, um, they do that. They've evolved with high-efficiency systems that use less salt, less water, um, uh, what I call reserve capacity. So they're smart systems. So if you're comparing, you have to know what what to compare. What attributes. What, yeah, so that would be, you know, when I say, you know, my the, the good and bad of it all is, you know, I'm one of the – the salespeople, I like to listen mm-hmm. to let them, you know, spit out what I what they think they know, and then some things say, "Yeah, you were right not to, you know, make them feel stupid or anything." Like, well, here's what you know how that what you said here, this is what that really means to give them the education, not to make them feel like they're they're stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, you were right there, but we have to add this, and then it will finish mm-hmm. that for you, and now you have the whole totality of what that equipment is and what it's not. Do you have an example of a client that came with armed with knowledge and when they called you, they were like this, 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 and this, what can you show or prove differently? And you were able to convince them by that technique and land the job. Oh, I I love, so for me, when I go into an appointment, I love when another competitor has already been there. It gives me ammunition because (laughs) Once I understand the technology that they're offering, you know, I, I'll probably say 85 to 90 percent, if not greater, of my competitors are still using the old, older technology. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying it's just older. Water treatment has evolved. So when I walk into a house, it's very rare, especially they have literature, that I walk into a competitor that is walk or offering similar equipment. Mm. So it's easy and not to tear them down because I still offer both technologies, but I'm always comparing one to the other because I sell them both. When I finish 
explaining how the systems work and, you know, what this technology does and what this one doesn't, what this one is and what this one is not, they have a choice to make. Because I walked in with the same technology that this guy has. Now we're comparing apples to apples. Now I have something um, that's another step outside of that that's the next level, a high-efficiency piece of equipment that's going to save you, you and your family money over time, you know, using less salt, less water, um, energy efficient, all of, all of these things because my competitor left me ammunition and I know exactly what they're selling. Mm-hmm. So after I go through that piece, like, oh, wow, well, he never mentioned about another technology, even that another something even existed. So we thought this was it. And we loved this. But then you share with us this. We love this more. Mm-hmm. So it was about the education because I sell the same technology that he sells. I offer something else as well. So it kind of gives us a little, um, a little, a uh, little more leverage when I walk into a house, um, not being able to offer just, you know, what I call a one trick pony. I can offer that it's because there are different price points. If that's what you want, I can give you that exactly what, and, and my warranty nine times out of 10 is better than what they're offering, even on the older technology. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about what failure may have done for you. How have you bounced back from a failure? How has your company managed to survive a failure? And give an example if you could. So, you know, um, I, I, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, well, I know we've had some, some failures. Or hiccups. Some people call them hiccups. Yeah, hiccups being just um, not being prepared in, in for that that initial growth, those growing pains that you hear businesses talk about where, you know, we you know when we first started, we started being my partner. You know, I was working out of my, my little car, and he was, you know, he had a truck. And we had a storage facility. So I tell people, it was my, my joke is, you know how you hear about guys selling CDs and stuff out there, trunk, and, well, I was selling water softeners out of my trunk <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, so uh, us coming together um, because one of my, 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 my lack, because I'm, I'm not a, a repair guy. I'm not a service guy. So, what I was missing prior to having my partner is the opportunity. Um, I was missing a lot of opportunities because I wasn't a a techie or a repair person. Um, but since we have come together, you know, uh, that failure that I was having, having to turn away customers because I couldn't help them. When I was able to partner with, with my partner, with my, my current uh, business partner, it changed for both of us because we were both, both having the same struggles. He wasn't a sales guy. I wasn't a repair guy. So we were both both missing, you know, opportunities. Um, but once we came together, those things that we, we call failures are not not being in position for that growth, we, we don't have that now as a struggle because, you know, I mainly handle um, – the uh, you know the sales and marketing, and he handles the uh, 
the servers repair and the installs, Mm -hmm. which that's the stuff that I don't want to do anyway. Um, I'm better at, you know, building relationships and, um, so yeah, so my my initial failure was the fact that I, I I was inadequate in the totality of being able to capture what Pete what was all needed in the industry. Hi, we have Chris Hall here from Pontum Financial talking about the Power Five. Could you brief us on that? The Power Five is a group of five specific professionals that every business owner should have in their toolbox. It kind of starts off with the financial planner the CPA, the attorney, the insurance agent, and the banker. So all of those different people are going to serve a different function inside of a person's business or personal life. Most of the time, your business is going to overflow into your personal life either way. But those people operate much like a football team. Everybody's going to have a particular role, but you have to have them communicate with one another, which is usually where we see a lot of balls being dropped. Those people, if they're not sitting around a table advising you, and one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing, it can cause a lot of headaches. So we always recommend those five people in particular, the CPA, the financial planner, the attorney, the insurance person, and the banker. Well, if we want more information, how's the best way to reach you at Pontum Financial? Feel free to reach out to our office. We're right off of 281 and Bitters. Call us at 210-625-4845, or you can follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn, And you can check out our website at pontumfinancial.com. That's P-O-N-T-E-M, financial.com. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell & Reed, Inc., W-R-I, member FINRA slash S-I-P-C. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from W-R-I. People measure success in a lot of different ways, you know. Right. Well, how does your company fin- measure success? Well, in, in volume. So success for us is on, on a monthly basis, the increase in new sales. So to go from when we it was just us working out of our, our cars where, or, you know, me out of my car where we might have been selling 7 to 10 units a month. Now we're going from that since we've come together and moved from 7 to 10 a month and now we're doing anywhere from 20 to 30 a month. So success for us is measured in, you know, our monthly growth over, you know, from month to month as to, you know, now to create, you know, a have a baseline average. You know, my goal, if I can average 30 water systems a month, man, I mean, now that's a form for this market that would be considered successful but we're still not there it's just a you know a baseline for how we could measure that so we're, we're still so like i said it's elusive um but we're doing a whole lot better so we've come from the seven to ten range you know now to the you know the, the 20 to 30 range so we're working more in that range now um and we're still a young company mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're still young we're you know you know we now have a a real brick and mortar office. Yeah. So we moved from, you know, just a storage. We have an actual um, building or, you know, we, we, we lease a space. Um, I have employees now. And they, like I said, we started with, you know, my car, his truck. And now we have, I believe we have five trucks now. Wow. 
So we, we've growth. been blessed. I mean, that's growth. But it, the, the measurement, we were able to do that Excuse me. only because of the, uh, you know, that growth in the, the sales part. So the, the, the bonus for me, the, the, the sales is, you know, what we do. But the bonus for me when I look at everything is that we have a residual business on the backside because we offer the service and repair and the filter changes. So those things have helped us to um, gain opportunities because of what my partner knows. And, you know, um, as far as the service part that we probably now for the customers in our database, we probably have close to, if not more, we should probably more now than 3000 customers. Wow. That, we, you know, if not new sales, these are that we do filter changes for, you know, rebuilds, you know, all water softeners um, may, they're not created equally, but there are some that can be repaired. There are some companies that will go and try to, uh, they don't know how to repair them or to rebuild them. So they're, of course, offering a new system where, you know, our thing is that if it's something that, if there's a piece of equipment that can legitimately be repaired, we offer that. And, you know, the recommendation, of course, would always be a new one. But if everybody's not financially set to, you know, buy a new water, water softeners aren't cheap. I mean, you get a cheap one, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. But to get a good professional-grade system, you're going to spend a little bit. But some of those professional-grade systems can be repaired or rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So, that has been the other part of our growth that I'm conscious of because I, I market to um, um, plumbers. I actually get work from plumbers, as crazy as that sounds, um, because plumbers, 90% of them, 90% in our market have no clue about water treatment or how to repair a system, how to rebuild a system. Um, they may know how to install them, some not all that great even when it comes to the install because the license required for a water treatment special is different than it is to get your plumbing license. Mm-hmm. But they kind of still fall under the same thing. So, yeah, so I hope I answered your question. I know I rambled. That's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Because that will assist our audience in some way or another, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you believe is one of the, I'm not going to say ultimate goals, but where do you see the company, this particular company, because we're going to digress a little bit about the other companies Mm -hmm. you have, but this particular company, where do you see it in five years, 10 years? I mean, uh, rumor has a little birdie told me that you're trying to branch out to another city. Yes. So the, 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 the long-term objective is I'm, I'm trying to posture or position my company to, um, I'm trying to build a franchisable model, meaning that under the Waterman brand, um, you know, we offer the water treatment equipment, and we also are getting into the uh, alkaline water store space. So that's something that we're literally working on now. But under what we do, you know, everything water, would you know be that's that our what we're currently doing now now we're adding to that model the um alkaline water store 
Talk about that a little bit. What is an alkaline water stirrer? Because, I mean, I drink alkaline water mm-hmm. just because of some of the challenges I've had physically. Mm-hmm. So me and Sam's Club, we're real close, <laughs> real close, because they offer my bottled water at a price point that I'm willing to pay. And, yeah, I'm adding potentially to the environmental waste because I have plastic mm-hmm. bottles. Right. But I know the SA water is not healthy for me at mm-hmm. all. At all. So I lend myself to go to Sam's Club or Sprouts or whomever and get my alkaline water. So if you're offering potentially this new item, talk a little bit about how that would work. So, yeah. So having a a physical location, you know, so then, you know, Costco's, HEB's, you know, those would, you know, be, you know, now my competitor because they – do sell some form of um, alkaline or different alkaline waters where we would, you know, um, be basically manufacturing or we will be manufacturing our own alkaline uh, systems um, to have a, a fresher, pure product, meaning that there is no shelf life. When you come in, the water is made right there in real time. So, you know, as water sits in, you know, on their shelves and, you know, they're shipped around the country, you know, they're not as potent or strong as they would be if it's made fresh. So the the more organic from the source, the better quality that you ultimately re- will receive as the consumer is going, you know, from, they say, from far- farm to table. That concept is very popular. Mm-hmm. So that's what the alkaline water store would do for the consumer because you don't know how long that water is actually set in, in HEB or how long that water has set in Costco. But when you walk into our store, you're seeing it phys- is literally happening in real time. And then it's bottled and you take, so you know, it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been stored. Mm-hmm. It's real time. So that's the, the motivation behind the model of, uh, or uh, to create the model for the, um, the opportunity for the, what's the word? I'm the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, we know how to install, we know how to service, we know how to repair. And we, these are things that we do that can be their, 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 their trainable or teachable opportunities for, um, franchisees that want to get into the water business. Um, and then the water store, I think all of those sitting under the same umbrella as a, as a, as a, as a brand being able to offer, uh, equipment where people can actually um, create or make their own alkaline water right in their house, mm-hmm. having apparatus where you can buy it and we can install it in your home or if you don't want to go through there. Like apartments are great because they can't have uh, equipment in their home or in their apartment. Um, most of the, um, the apartment um, complexes won't allow you to, uh, set up that equipment because of potential leaks. Well, a lot of people in apartment buildings, of course, they still want good water or, you know, the alkaline water. So those are great opportunities where so there, we, we think that there's a lot of opportunity for that, just helping uh, potential uh, franchisee customers uh, to understand ultimately that they're in the area where the water sucks, as I call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the opportunity in having the alkaline store, the opportunity in selling water softeners, the 
opportunity in offering whole house filtration systems and the at the counter uh, alkaline or reverse osmosis system. We we believe that that's going to be the next move in the industry because okay. water stores aren't new, but the concept that we're doing is new. Having all of those packaged under the same umbrella. All right, I kind of like that because it's like your one stop shop. Pretty much. Your one stop shop. Yeah, definitely. So tell me, if there was anything you could do differently, what would you do, if anything at all? You know, my my belief is that there's a there's a, a Bible scripture that I um, have come to um, be my, uh, my, my 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 foundation of everything and who I am. Romans eight and twenty eight. And it's, you know, for we know that all things work together for the good of them um, who, love the, who love the Lord and are the called. Um, so that scripture, Romans 8 and 28, you read that. So what, what I've always gotten out of that is that, you know, the, the good, bad, and the ugly. So in that scripture specifically, the word all has always stand, stood out to me. So all is the good, the bad and the ugly. So the things I've been through, you know, personally or even in business that I thought was bad, I, I chalk it up for the direction that my belief is it happened because of who I am and whose I am. You know, my belief there, it was a part of that path to either change uh, a direction I was going Something happened in there because I don't believe, I personally don't believe that there's nothing that happens in my life randomly. I believe that my creator has a true plan for me. And because there's a true plan for me in the all in that scripture, you're, it's not going to be a perfect thing because you have to have the good, bad, and ugly in order to have a testimony Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, the things that you experience, good, bad, and ugly, I learned this is not really about you. Mm -hmm. What you get out of that and then able to share, have a testimony that will help somebody else. But it was a part of your process to make you, you know, who you are. Mm -hmm. So, the good, bad, and ugly, I embrace. So I probably wouldn't change anything. Not at all. I wouldn't change nothing. It hurt. I did cried, <laughs> laughed, you know, all those things. But, I'm, you know, the older I get, the clearer I get that, man, if I hadn't have went through that phase, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't went through that phase, I would be here. You know, things led me from, um, I'm originally from Detroit, if, yeah, that's that's my home. But if some things hadn't transpired there, what I thought was really ugly, it would have never prompted me to move to San Antonio, mm-hmm. which me coming to San Antonio, I have now, I have a granddaughter. I mean, just, it's like, you know, look, I have a business. I have, you know, all these these things. There's been some, some ugly stuff in the middle, but in my world, it wasn't random. It was all structured. There was a plan. There is still, there's a still, a moving, there's a moving target always happening. And, you know, just being able to, um, to flow with it and being able to receive like, yeah, 
good, bad, and ugly happens to us all. Nobody is exempt. Yeah, no, the rain. Nobody falls on gets the a get out of jail free card. Right, because that only happens on in Monopoly. Because <laughs> <laughs> the rain falls on the just and unjust. That's the Bible. Yeah, that's the Bible. So you don't, you know, I I talk about you know Paul and Silas. I think, but they they were in jail. But if they hadn't have been in jail, think about the after effects of that. If they hadn't have went, mm-hmm. if they hadn't have been in that situation, mm-hmm. think about what happened while they were there. Mm-hmm. So believers would get where I'm going. If that hadn't happened. Right. I got you. The trajectory of the Bible could have been different. True. Very true. So last bit of advice. What advice would you give someone who is starting out on their journey in entrepreneurship? Or they've been in it a while, like with you, a few years, seven years, which is still young. But, you know, what advice could you give them or would you want to leave with them? Because we still haven't talked about your other businesses, and we're just going to briefly <laughs> mention them. But, you know, that bit of advice, what would you give them? Give them to help them. I, I would always, you know, encourage whatever it is is that you plan to, you know, uh, invest your time and, and money behind. You have to be passionate. I mean, you, you have to have something in you that – it doesn't matter, you know, per se about the money. Um, I'm intrigued enough about this opportunity that I want to see it through no matter what, because um, once you're clear that the money will be a by- byproduct of the direction you or what you're trying to achieve, all the other stuff will come because the money is the byproduct. Because you're working just for the money, or as my, my my daddy said, used to say, if you're chasing money, you forever will be running. Mm. You will always be running, but if you have the passion, understand the not not the value of the money, but the value in the the opportunity that you have. It's it's two different mindsets. Because if you're doing what you're supposed to do, the money will come. It's it, it happens. And that's kind of how I posture myself. I, I moved here to San Antonio and had never seen a water softener except for in Sears. I came here and I be I was intrigued of how bad the water here was. And I became a student of water. I wanted like, man, what is going then? And there's an opportunity here. I already love trying to understand this. And I can make money doing this. Mm-hmm. So when I go to a customer's house, it's not, it's not I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to sell them. My goal is to educate them. If I do my job right, they'll buy. Sounds good. So now we're going to pivot just a little bit. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your other adventures that you have. Okay. So, you know, um, I guess, you know, my, my nature is, you know, I am an entrepreneur. The water business is one of the things um that I'm involved in. I also now own a, um, a home security um, business, a 316 security and automation. Well, what does that mean? Everything that ADT and Brinks does, we offer the same thing at a better price. Okay. In short. Uh, we also offer um, air purification um, with, What's going on, you know, and currently in our country, you know, with the with the COVID, some people are um, c- 
concerned about their quality, their air quality. So we've evolved not from just for, or from just uh, water purification to air purification. So we offer uh, disinfectant services where we go into homes and businesses and I, we, uh, you know, spray the homes. And we also offer equipment that where you can have 24 7, 365, uh, where we offer, we put, you know, UV, uh, there's equipment that we put into your, uh, your air ducts or your returns that would give you uh, purified air uh, as it travels, you know, through your home. So those are the other things, you know, from the, the waterman, um, the air purification and the home security. Uh, we kind of got involved in that and that more so because it was the opportunity was always in our face, meaning that we're already in front of customers. And a lot of my customers specifically, I, I get a lot of referral business from realtors and the opportunity where I'm in front of a customer who's just moved into a house. Uh, I was invited there um, because they wanted a water softener. And then most of these families still need, you know, uh, security. And then now the new thing is the air purification. So they want good quality water, good quality air, and they want their home protected from the, from the outside. So that was kind of how, like I call it a natural progression um, in, you know, where we're going. So now how can someone get in contact with you? Phone number, email, website, uh, how will we get in contact with you? So, um, of course, you can Google the waterman and all of that info would come up. But um, my office number is area code 210-664-1111, 210-664-1111. My cell number, which most people contact me, you know, that way, and I don't have a problem with it, uh, that's 210 three seven nine six nine zero nine two ten three seven nine six nine zero nine and my website is s a water softeners with an s s a water softeners dot com excellent Excellent. Wow. Well, we thank you for coming on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. We appreciate it. We have been sponsored by Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots. We look forward to chatting with you again soon. Have a wonderful day. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc., The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.